We've got quite a life story in our gospel of the man who is born blind but now sees. It's something that he'll always remember during his life on earth, that's for sure. It's something that he'll always be able to recall. He'll be able to recall it when he is telling his life story. Now there's a question that I've been asked to do quite a bit. Tell me your life story. Or at least, write one or two paragraphs of a biography so people can get to know you. I think I've done so at every job change I've ever had, different churches I've worked at. And even here, I wrote a little one-paragraph bio in the installation bulletin almost two years ago. And even on our website, there's a bio. It's my life story in one short paragraph. And it's something we all can do. You can give me your life story in one paragraph. What things do you normally include in that? Well, sometimes it's your birthday when you were born, who your parents were, maybe it's where you were born, your hometown where you grew up, your school or your college where you first went to work. And it might probably would have like your spouse, your children, your family. And if there's room after all that, maybe even some of your hobbies are put in there. It's that one paragraph bio so that people can get to know you. For, for me, it's just a couple of paragraphs that goes from 1976 to now. It's your life story when you write one of these things. But it's your life story according to you. The gospel of the man born blind who now sees is also your life story. But it is according to how Jesus would tell the story. The Holy Spirit proceeds from Jesus, the Son of Man, to the pen of St. John. Jesus begins to write your life story, your bio. First, like the blind man, Jesus sees you. In fact, Jesus has seen you and Jesus has known you before you were even conceived in the womb. Jesus even knew what he was going to do with you before you were even thought of as a possibility by your parents. And then at some point, you were conceived a sinner. Now, it's not that you are a sinner and others are not, and it's not that your parents were sinners and other parents were not. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But Jesus saw you. And he knew what he was going to do with you. And we know part of those mighty works of God in Jesus Christ is the forgiveness of all your sins. But also the intention of Jesus was that he was going to do, going to do many more mighty works with you. It is so that the works of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit might be displayed in you. 
the lights of the world, that is now in the world, does this mighty work. And Jesus had this planned for you all along. And at some point, his words were added to natural, earthly elements. For all to see in a setting like this, you were washed. Sins were washed away, for all have sinned. And it was a mighty work of God, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, so that more works of God may still be displayed in you. At that point, your bio so far, as Jesus would, would tell it, you were buried, therefore, with me by baptism into death, in order that, just as I, Jesus, was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, you too might walk in newness of life. Well, the blind man in our gospel surely had a newness of life. For the first time in his entire life, he could see. He was healed. So also, you were healed. His eyes were opened. So also, your eyes were opened. You and he both could see the light. The faith you have received in your baptism gave you this newness of life. And then your life story, your, your bio, continues. Your life story includes a record of your responses to this washing. Like it was asked of the blind man that now sees, how were your eyes opened? You might tell the story like the healed man in his responses. I was brought to church one day. There was a font of water there. The words of Jesus were spoken, and I received the promise of faith. I now see the light. I see the light that the old Adam should, by my daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all my sins and evil desires, and that a new man should emerge in me and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. We repeat this part of our life story over and over again. You repeat this and you'll even confess Jesus Christ to also be some kind of prophet in your life. And the Pharisees of this world will not believe you. Even your own parents, like our healed man, might not witness to the faith that you have certainly received. And if you dare say to any worldly authority outside of church, if you were to dare say, do you also want to be one of Jesus Christ's disciples? They will cast you out. They will expel you. Even nowadays, your own job can even excommunicate you. Your own family might cut you off. They'll call you weird. They'll call you strange. They'll call you cultists. 
they will think that you are dumb for thinking that your holy baptism of healing has given you the forgiveness of sins and a newness of life. People right now are out there saying that you are brainwashed. So, even in your newness of life, even with being healed, and even with your confession of, I believe, and I am baptized into Christ, even with that, it can get lonely. But you are not alone. Because once you are God's adopted child, once he redeems and buys you back, he never gives you up. You've never been alone. Jesus sees you as he saw you before. Jesus hears you as he heard you before. And Jesus knows your trials fully. And just as Jesus sought out and found the healed man, Jesus seeks and finds you once again anytime you feel spiritually cast out. Jesus knows exactly where you are in your life story. To your Lord Jesus Christ, your life story is his life story. That's what your baptism did for you. Your old self died with the Son of Man as he hung on that old wooden cross at Calvary. And on that Friday that we call good, you were healed. And that was long before your life story even began. And then your new life began in your healing baptism. You were truly born again from above. And you are continuing to live your life story. You're continuing to fill out that bio today, tonight, in a church pew. Worshiping your Lord. Believing your Lord. You have seen the light. You have heard he who speaks to us. Amazing indeed. Your baptism is such an amazing thing. There is nothing else in this world that can make you see the light. Even being conceived a sinner and being condemned to death. It only took a few words of Christ added to natural earthly elements to open your eyes to salvation. And a new heart and a new spirit is put within you. It is amazing. Stop and think about it. The reason you are sitting here in church worshiping tonight, that reason can only come from God. The miracle in John chapter 9 tonight is your miracle. And even if, in your life story, you may not have always responded in steadfast faith, to those who oppose the Son of Man. Jesus forgives you. Though your sins were like scarlet, they are now as white as snow. It's just what your Lord does for all who believe and are baptized. A new heart, a new spirit within you. 
And as for your life story, as for your biography, according to your Lord, as it turns out, it will be infinitely longer than one or two paragraphs. To Jesus, this part of your life story is only but a little while. It's a tiny fraction of life everlasting. Amen.